But then again, who asked me? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. I am back. Um, as y'all know, I skipped last week, but before y'all start saying anything, first of all, just so we know, the week before, I did put out two episodes. All right. But no, I skipped last week. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was having um, a touch of imposter syndrome, especially when it came to this podcast. Um, and not only that, but my brain was overflowing with thoughts. Like we all know, like having creative blocks and having writer's blocks and things like that are things, but I was having like quite the opposite to the point where I was overwhelmed. Like eh, I was having so many ideas of things I wanted to do for the podcast and me, I'm an impulsive person. I'm an Aries. And I, sometimes I, actually not even sometimes I always think like if I don't strike when the iron's hot and when something's right in my head, then I'm just gonna like miss my mark and it's going to be a wasted idea. So I had to take a week off, get myself together, give myself some pep talks. Remember who I am. Okay. I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm not. (laughs) And just take a breather. So I can come back and make another episode for y'all because at the end of the day, I do love making this podcast. It's probably one of the best decisions I've ever decided. So with that said, um, if you missed it, while I did put out two episodes a week before, if you missed it, I also was a guest on Taria's podcast. What else is going on? If you're not following the what else is going on podcast, you need to be okay. You need to be Taria, somebody I look up to. She is amazing. So it was on one of um, her episodes. And then she also most recently had an episode with the Ebony K. Williams, and it is an amazing conversation. If you've been watching Roni this season and you've been feeling any type of way about it, you need to go over to what else is going on and listen to the episode with her and Ebony K. Williams. Now, with my recaps, I am going to try to condense this episode because, Lord, while I was having all of my just overwhelming thoughts last week. (laughs) I then overwhelmed myself even more because I was still watching the shows. Okay. (laughs) So I was like, now my episode is going to be like two hours long and who's going to listen to that. So I'm going to make it as I'm going to cut it down as much as I can. Um, But there are some things that from the prior week that I still want to talk about and some things that, you know, we'll, we'll leave alone. Like, Kim Zolciak Beerman. We'll just leave that alone. I had that in there to talk about last week, but like we know, we know KZB. All right. We know. But one thing I did want to touch on is Miss Lisa Renna had told us this week that she wanted to hang out with the Potomac women. And Miss, what? She said, I want to hang out with those hardcore bitches. And Lisa, Lisa, babes, we will so get to you later on in this episode. However, the fact that you think that you can hang out with Potomac, girl, did you not, have you not, if you don't pay attention, just tell us. Just tell us because that, that's not, that's not a good idea. It's, it's really not. Um, I don't even think Lisa would be able to key with these women. You know how we say key, key. Lisa wouldn't even be able to key. All right. I feel like she would be like, nope, gotta go. Bye. It would get real ugly real fast. Whew. And besides that, 
we finally got our Salt Lake City trailer. Now, let me tell you something about me in Salt Lake City. I am, um, it's not that I'm not a fan. I am. I watched all of last season, obviously, with the rest of us. The thing that's weird about me in Salt Lake City is I don't feel a type of way about anybody on that cast. I enjoy watching them. And obviously, I think Jen Shaw is something else. But I'm not like a Whitney stan. I'm not a Heather stan. I'm not like any, I'm not even a fan. Scratch the word stan. I'm not even a fan of any of those ladies. I'm just, and maybe, and that makes it better. Honestly, maybe that makes it better because I just look at this through a lens of like, okay, let me just watch these women and not have like um, an attachment to them. Okay. Um, obviously, <laughs> I'm excited to see what unfolds about Jen Shaw. I was really shocked that we didn't see as much of that in the trailer, but I, I was going to say, I'm sure we'll see it throughout the season, but I don't know. I'm excited. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I am excited. But with that, like I said, I'm not, not trying to have this be a two hour episode of me talking to myself. Child. So let's get into these recaps. Oh my gosh. So to be honest with Roni, this episode, I don't necessarily have any recaps. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I watched the episode. Um, so you're listening this Tuesday. So we're seven days out of the terrible episode that we saw last week. I've wa- I'm caught up on Roni, obviously. And I had some little funny tidbits to say from the music video episode. Um, but... After last week, I I cannot share them because it seems so minuscule and it seems so stupid. And I'm not going to get on here and talk to y'all just in effort to make a fucking joke when Ramona Singer offended so many fucking people last week. And just so we're clear, Ramona Singer has been offending people for the past 13 years. So what I'm going to talk about when it comes to Roni is where we go from here. As we know, we've heard they have no reunion yet. There have been no, you know, contracts resigned, anything of that nature. We are at a turning point. Also, Dorinda was on Watch What Happens Live this week. And everyone in their mom is like, I want to see her back. I want to see her back. So first things first, I want to point out is that Dorinda was put on pause. And I'm saying that with air quotes last season for how mean she gets when she's drunk and how like the rude thing she and Rude thing she would say to Tinsley, but let's not get it twisted. She she was out of line, okay? But if we're really, really, really keeping it 100, how dare Bravo put Dorinda on pause and y'all have let Ramona Singer go on for 13 fucking years saying the shit that she has said? But it it's laughable. I don't even want to know if I would call it laughable. Like, what the fuck? The fact that I saw people online after the disgusting display that Ramona showed us last week, still commenting on people's post, and not not just anybody's post, Jewish people's post, Black people's post, the main people that Ramona offended on the episode last week, saying, oh, you need to have a sense of humor. Oh, but who doesn't love Ramona? You just have to love her. No, I don't. I don't have to fucking love that lady. I don't know her. Okay, and honestly, I don't care if I love you. I don't talk to my own damn daddy, all right? Why? Because of disrespect, because of ignorance. 
So I don't, I don't have to love Ramona and I don't have to allow that on my television. Here's my thing. Where I think Roni goes is a recast. I'm not going to say a complete recast. I think that Ebony, Leah, even though Leah get on my nerves, Leah and Bershawn, I would like to see them stay. And then I think that Bravo should do New York justice the way it should have been done in the first place. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't watched New York for the past 13 years. That'd be a lie. I'm not going to say I haven't enjoyed it. That would also be a lie, but it would be a lie for me to sit here on this episode right now and tell y'all that if I have not had times where I watch New York and I've been offended by almost every white woman that they chose to put on my TV screen. Bethany used to say some shit that I was just like, wow, okay, we just let that fly. Carol, while she didn't say anything on the show that stuck out in my mind, that sticks out in my mind right now, she has said stuff online and after the fact that it is just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you serious right now? Like you really, um, same thing with Heather while on the show, never really said anything that straight up offended me, but afterwards definitely has. Um, and you know, the list continues, the list continues. So it is clear that New York was cast and we've been watching it through a certain lens, which is these waspy, rich, Upper East Side white women. And I know not all of them live on the Upper East Side, but it is no secret that New York is one of the most diverse cities in the United States. So let's start acting like it, okay? Let's take the time and find women that really, really, really can represent all of New York and its beauty and what it can show and not just focus on the ignorant, rich, racist, white ones because I'm fucking tired of it. Like I really am, okay? The time has passed and it can be done. If you've ever been, honestly, they can make fucking Real Housewives of New York just walking down the street. If you've ever been in New York, you have been entertained by people of New York that walked out. Like, it can be done. So I really want Bravo to take the time to do it. Um, You know, it's just, it's so sad and disgusting that this is where we are after 13 seasons of this. But it is. That is all I'm going to say about New York. Again, it just, it, I can't make jokes as, and act like, Okay, Ramona was being Ramona. One of my most annoying like sayings that people say in life is when someone says something rude and someone goes, oh, well, that's just how so-and-so is. Okay, so-and-so's rude. Tell them that. Maybe if more people would have fucking told them that, then we wouldn't be here where they're being ignorant. But that's all I have for New York. I hope Bravo finally fucking figures it out and does the right thing because this is this is rough. This is rough. Alrighty. So before we dive into the past two weeks of Beverly Hills, because it, Beverly Hills was a lot. Okay. A lot. I just need to get something off my chest. I have noticed that 
a, a good amount of people. When I and some others have been pointing out the hypocrisy of Lisa Rinna and how she treated Denise last year versus how she's treating Erica this year, have been like, who cares? Denise was a bad housewife. So? Okay, listen, it's not lost upon me that Denise failed the assignment. <laughs> I get that, all right? However, that doesn't mean that she deserved how Lisa Rinna and the other ladies treated her last year over a possible consensual sexual relationship. That's not what that means, all right? Just because Denise was a bad housewife doesn't mean that Lisa Rinna is not a hypocrite, okay? Those two things are not like going hand in hand. And also, I don't need to use Denise to point out why Lisa's a hypocrite. It's just the most convenient thing right now. I literally went down a rabbit hole of just one after another, her hypocritical tendencies. But maybe we'll get there. I don't know, because that lady's been getting on my nerves. So a few things, a few things to touch on from the week before. First things first is the house in La Quinta that Erica and Tom allegedly have. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. One of two things is going on with this house. Erica either knows that the house was sold, like she knows that it was sold and she's pretending that she doesn't, or, or she knows where it is. Either way, Erica knows what's going on with that house. She got these ladies on Google, calling the HOA, acting like, no, no, trying to get a directory. We not doing that. Erica knows exactly what's going on with the house. She just wants it on camera saying that she doesn't know what's going on with that house. All right. And she also says, oh, like maybe there's another family down here. I've thought about that. Erica, you two don't even have children together. You have a child outside of him and he has children outside of you. So what do you mean another family? Y'all both have other families. And honestly, I don't, I can't speak too much on their family life because I've never fucking seen it. We know why Erica didn't show her son. And I do understand and respect that part of her keeping her life private. But like you sitting here talking about like, I think he might be housing another family. Girl, please, girl, please. You should, you should just forgetting everything that she said. All right. And of course I have to bring up, I, I just learned how to go to the bank back in March. Ma'am, ma'am cut it out okay now Kathy also says that she if she had to go to the bank she couldn't figure it out and that made me do some research because I'm perplexed Kathy married Rick in 1979 when she was 20 things were a bit different back then so I am not gonna say I believe that wholeheartedly but I could see it more than Erica okay Erica you were 28 when you married Tom in 1999 and you had a son just stop just stop. Do you remember when he told us a few episodes ago? People seem to forget I know how to take care of myself. Do you forget when you said, I was truly alone in New York when I did Broadway? Okay, so how'd you get your apartment in Broadway, Erica? Cash? Or did you put the deposit down on a credit card? Did you pay for it all on a credit card? Do you pay for it all in cash? Because apparently that's all you, so all you had to work with. Like, you have figured some shit out for yourself before because you were a single mother, okay? And you keep telling us that you know how to do that. You know how to do that. But now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you don't know how to get your ass in a motherfucking bank. Shut up. Just shut up, okay? 
It is just exhausting. Another thing, another thing I want to point out. Dorit, Dorit is taking notes. She is like, oh, I'm sorry. Can y'all back up? What was that you said there? I almost wish I now let me tell you, I do love Sutton digging in, in all up and around all of this shit. But the Kimsleys, the Kimsleys are taking notes, honey, because we know how, what their finances look like. Allegedly, allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. Now, let me tell you something. I have a, I have a little bit of a theory. I think the Fox Force phonies are trying to drive a little bit of a wedge between Garcelle and Erica. Because I think that while they're trying to maintain this girl gang mentality that they have, that they're all friends, I also think that they have their doubts, but they don't want to show that. And before, again, I'm talking two weeks as if we're talking about two weeks ago, before Erica snapped at Garcelle and the whole, you know, hot mic moment, Garcelle was quick to support Erica, be there for her, you know, try be a girlfriend to her. The other ones are, they're erring on the side of caution. I can see it. Okay. And I think that it bothers them. However, Garcelle has where she's at now, two weeks ago, she has been through a painful divorce. All right. So let me let me touch on this hot mic moment because I, I got some things to say. First things first, I'm not really understanding why Erica went with Garcelle and Crystal to hike when her other friends that she's closest to went shopping. I mean, I know she allegedly ain't got no money or nothing, but like she could have gone and poked around. And not only that, it maybe the producers did say, okay, y'all, you three go this way and then y'all go this way. Why did you get all open with them like that, Erica? No one made you say anything. Like, you can plead the fifth like Tom just did. That came out in the news this week. He pled the fifth, okay? Like, also, on this hot mic moment, the internet does what it does. And they already pulled out that clip of you trying to take part in dragging Denise last year when she said, we're on TV, we're on a TV show. There is no privacy. I know y'all listen to me pee. As soon as I have this microphone, she went on a whole tangent about how she is so aware when she has her microphone on. So Lisa Renna put that little snippet on her story that I just really don't think is giving what she thought it was supposed to have gave, saying that Erica got into a yelling match with the producer after Garcelle said, you know, I hope you don't mind me sharing. She said that Tom calls her. That makes Erica get look even worse because if that wasn't a thing, then why is she yelling at a producer? All right, now, let me say this on that tip. I, we have people like, I mean, everyone's speculating about this. People are saying that Maybe Erica didn't say that to Garcelle. She just said it to Crystal. I don't think that's true because I watched this clip a couple times. When Erica, yes, they are walking away. I don't think that that conversation was had when they were walking away, but I'm, I'm really not sure. However, when Erica says that he calls her, you hear both voices, Garcelle and Crystal say, what? He does? So Garcelle did hear that. Now, 
I, according to Crystal and Garcelle, she didn't hear Erica say she didn't want to talk about it. Now, on that tip, let me say this. Erica had many a chance to stop Garcelle from saying that. As we know, the next week, the LA Times article came out, which is when shit really hit the fan, okay? So, Erica and Garcelle were sitting in what looks like like the living room area. The other ladies had come in and were, you know, they weren't a part of that conversation. However, they were within earshot. Garcelle brought up that he calls her while Erica was powdering her nose. She did kind of look at her. And what I think Erica did was survey the room. Because I think she had already gotten the text about the LA Times article. And then Lisa Rinna walked in and said, oh, what are we talking about? And everybody sat down. Now, if that were me, if that were me, knowing Garcelle didn't hear that, okay, and then she just brought it up with the other ladies in the background, I would have said, hey, hey, shh, can we not? Can Like, I answered your question, but like, can we not bring that up again? So then when everyone was sitting down and Garcelle said, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but Erica says that, Erica, I would have started screaming. Like if it was really something dead ass that I did not want anybody else to know, one, but two, I mean, you knew what she was about to say, Erica. I would have been like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What are you about to say? Okay, what are you about to say? And I would have found out. The only thing I am upset about with Garcelle from that entire scene is that little hat she had on. That wasn't working, boo. That wasn't working. I still love you though. Okay. But that's it. And the fact that Erica popped off the way she did, please have your moment. No, Erica, this is, you are gaslighting because the only person trying to have an actual fucking moment right now is actually you. You are taking this moment to make yourself seem like a fucking victim. Like Garcelle just outed your business. I don't know why you went and told Crystal and Garcelle two people that you're not close with when you're on the Fox Force phony, okay? I remember y'all little post, don't be against us, blah, blah, blah. Why did you tell those two? It makes no sense because you knew you could use them as scapegoats and you knew that you could not use your other friends that are on the cast as scapegoats. I just, it, this whole thing is a fucking mess, okay? Now, Leading into the next week, which Erica gets up and she, we hear her crying in the bathroom. She gets up, she leaves and we don't see her again. Okay. However, let me tell you this. The women surrounding Erica, because she's crying and then Garcelle saying, yeah, I'm a go. I absolutely fucking understood that because you've absolutely got to be blowing me right about now. And Kathy Hilton was the only one with sense in that point to get up and be like, okay, hold on. This, this isn't right. This isn't right. Like you say, Erica says she's sorry, sorry for snapping, but I'm with Sutton in this situation. This is an overreaction. She weaponized her tears. And this is exactly what we're talking about when we say, Garcelle is alone in this. Now, I shouldn't say, well, let me not say alone because Crystal does stand up for her over and over again. And I love Crystal, but she, 
homegirl is stressed. And I really also think that Crystal is trying to stay out of white folks business. And I can't blame her. I really cannot blame her. But I have been there with Garcelle when I'm not the person that did anything here. Okay. But you want to start crying to deflect from what you've actually done. And now I look like a fucking bad guy. Yeah. I'm going to remove myself from this situation. I absolutely the fuck am. I'm gl- I'm glad that Garcelle didn't leave, but mm, I would have had to. I really would have. And then for Lisa Renna to sit there and be like, Garcelle, why push it if you knew she didn't want to talk about it? First of all, are y'all not listening, Crystal? She literally told y'all twice now, twice, that Garcelle was not present when Erica said, I don't want to talk about it. And for Lisa to say... Garcelle throws little darts and that's what I'm trying to get her to see. Babes, if Garcelle throws darts, what the fuck are you throwing? Hand grenades? Because we're not doing that. You were pushing when you asked Dorit if people did cocaine in her bathroom. That's a fucking narcotic. It's illegal. And she had young children. You asked her that and on national TV, okay? You were pushing when you asked your friend Denise about her sexual escapades last year and you wouldn't accept the answer that she wanted to give you to the point where you were tracing her barefoot down a fucking driveway. Like, drop the act, okay? And also, this is my other thing with Lisa Renna. She wants to sit here and tell us on Watch What Happens Live after... I've learned from my behavior last year and I know not to do it again. Okay, Lisa, that would be different if you hadn't, first of all, told us a horrendous story trying to compare what Denise did last year to Harry and his friend who was accused of a horrific act. I'm just not even going to repeat that story because it's so awful. And then you stood 10 toes down on your treatment of Denise last year. So don't give us this fucking bullshit of, oh, I've changed and I've learned from my behavior because up until this point, whoa, I've never heard you say that, babes. Never heard you say that. Please stick to acting like you don't realize you're pimping out your daughters because I can't, I really can't. Garcelle finally pointing out, being the only person with balls enough to point out that, okay, so why are we in here and they're out there? Because there is a line, there is a divide, and there has been on Beverly Hills for a long time. These women have just been picking people off, picking people off, picking people off when they don't necessarily want to hang out with them anymore. Because that's what happened with LVP and that's what happened with Denise. All right. They didn't do anything illegal. They just weren't going with your bullshit. Y'all would rather back Erica right now? Really? So, I'm going to fast forward. The LA Times article comes out. And I think it is absolutely hilarious how these women want to sit here. (laughs) When I say these women, I mean Lisa and Kyle. Now, I, I do think that they were trying to not talk about it on camera. But again, again, still not not being honest as Kyle would say, Kyle's being semi-honest in her um, interviews, but it's really not when she needs to be, when she shows up, when it matters. 
And Rena and Kyle are saying, oh, it's so long. It's so long. I can't even read it. It's so long. In strolls Miss Sutton. So I've been up for this, this long and I've read it all. I've actually read it twice. And here's what it details. And I so love it because honestly, if you look at their faces, they're like, oh shit, we didn't want this said on camera, but it's said. And I'm glad Sutton is there to say it. So <laughs> we're, let, let's talk about little Mr. Reed, okay? And this whole little conversation at the dinner table. Let me say this. Michael Jackson is not a good point of reference when talking about race. Just like you shouldn't say, oh, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. That black friend should not be fucking Michael Jackson or any other black person who has bleached their skin for obvious reasons. Now, Kathy is older. So I have had this conversation with like some of my older relatives and they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so doesn't see color. I mean, I'm black. My whole family's black. So-and-so doesn't see color like they understand. And I've even explained it to them because the terminology was different and it has changed as it should. And Garcelle even says that we're past that now. You, you cannot no longer say, I don't see color. That means you don't see me. And while that was embarrassing for Kathy Hilton, am I shocked that Kathy Hilton's not spending her fucking time like trying to educate herself on race in America. No, absolutely. The fuck not. Like, yeah, of course you had to sit down and have that conversation with Kathy Hilton, but then Dorit just absolutely stole the motherfucking show. When they start talking about having to discuss with children about race, miss. Oh, I'm Dorit Kimsley says, well, we have plenty of people that work for us and they're some of my kids' favorite people. And it's a mm, girl. And she just keeps digging herself in a hole. And honestly, Garcelle asked her a motherfucking question. I was trying to help her out. But no, she wants to cut to confessional and say, Garcelle knows the only people that not only brown and black people work in my house because she's been to my house. And let me just tell y'all something. That's giving big, like, your black ass has been to my house. So don't say that. Which is still very strong racist undertones. Okay. She should have just shut the fuck up. What do I always say? What do I always say? Remember, you can always say nothing, even in that instance. Now, Dorit walked herself straight into that with her fucking Louis Vuitton heels, okay? So I want her to sit and stand in it. And I cannot wait to hear what she has to say about that shit at the reunion. Sutton's ass knew to stay quiet, though, thank goodness. So at the end of this episode, speaking of Sutton, she calls all the ladies together and she wants to be open and honest in the words of Kyle. And she tells them that she does not think it's a good idea that she is around the, uh, around Erica or any of them for that matter. And everyone's mouth almost drops. And I'm not sure why, because I think Sutton is the only person looking out for them. While I love my friends, and I'll do damn near anything for them. I, mm, listen, if you have been engaging in illegal activity that could rope me into being subpoenaed, mm, and you didn't even want to let me know, 
I don't, I don't know if I have all time, time for all that because like, listen, how good a friend are you to me to put me in that position? That's what I want to know. They're acting like something is crazy. And I, I think they're crazy for thinking something's crazy. But child, it's getting good. It's, it's getting good. All right. Because I no, we're not at that dinner yet because I remember Erica had a snatched ass ponytail. I thought we next episode we were going to be seeing or what or what, but not quite. <sighs> so let me wrap this up with Lisa Renna since I started it with Lisa Renna. I'm going to be honest. I've reached a point with Renna to where she's like treading into Brandy Glanville territory for me. Like when Brandy first came on the show and honestly, even, no, let me tell you when I started to turn on Brandy was with the whole Kim and Kyle situation. That's really when I started to turn on her. But when Brandy first came on, I didn't mind her. Okay. I, I really didn't. She used to clear their asses and it was hilarious, but her head got too big. And she just started saying things out of pocket. And that's pretty much where I am with Lisa Renna. She wants to poke and prod and then act like she's the savior of Beverly Hills. Girl, no one said that. Okay. You've provided some laughs. That's for sure. All of them have. Everyone has. But as far as storyline, what are you giving? As far as a voice of reason, you are definitely not giving that. I would not be upset if Lisa Rinna hung up her Beverly Hills uh, housewife coat. However, I know she's not going to. She's going to be like a Ramona singer. They're going to have to fire her. And I'm not going to say anybody needs to be fired, child, but she is working my last nerve. Honestly, I don't even think that if the Fox Force 5 turned on Renna, she would leave. She she just doesn't have it, that grace. Whew. But besides that, that's all I have for Beverly Hills this week. Let's let's head on over to Potomac because I got some things to say about them too. So I'm gonna be honest. All this talk around Wendy has been kind of making me feel a certain type of way since the beginning of the season. Now I will say this: the whole Zen win. TikTok me, uh, like, yes, Wendy, not the best babes, but the conversations around, you know, what she wants to do with her career and what she's done work-wise with her body. It has been kind of getting to me because like she kind of said this last episode, everyone's acting like a woman has to stay in a box. And listen, Wendy is decorated. Okay. Say it with me. Wendy is decorated. She is more decorated than anybody at that table will ever be. Well, I don't want to say, well, ever they have time to get their degrees like she has. However, Wendy's doing good is what I'm saying. This talk surrounding her by Robin and Giselle is outrageous because they're acting as if this has been their friend of 20 years. It hasn't. They've known her for one year and essentially she's their fucking coworker. They don't know her like that, okay? So Robin and Giselle, along with everybody else saying like, oh, this isn't Wendy, this isn't Wendy. We don't know her like that either. I feel like we might be seeing more of the quote unquote real Wendy. And I really even hate to say that because people are complex. I, I'm a hothead. 
Okay. But I don't go to work with that mentality. Like I'm going to snap on anybody and say anything that comes to my fucking mind. And that, no. Okay. I just don't understand why everybody else can be complex except for Wendy. Unless some people are really ready to talk about the colorism issue that's in Potomac because it's there. And it is almost making me sick to my stomach to watch Robin and Giselle pick on Wendy the way they are. Now, I don't, especially after this past episode, I don't really think that Robin is doing it with the same um, malicious intent as Giselle is. I do think Robin is a follower to a outrageous degree, especially for a grown woman. But I'm going to call a spade a spade here. Between the cheating rumors and her, the way she's coming after Wendy and trying to disguise it as I'm trying to look out for you. Giselle wants everybody's husband to be cheating on them because of what she went through. And that's just period. She wants somebody to be cheating. I need her to go to therapy. And what makes me think she hasn't is because some of the comments that were made when we were talking about Robin, but we will get there. Okay. I never thought I would be agreeing with Candace the way I am, but those heifers need to mind their own areolas. It so broke my heart to watch them talk shit about her. Like they were in high school at the lunch table and then see Wendy walk up there to like, say what's up to her, what she, who she thinks is her girlfriends. And she even says, oh, did I interrupt a private conversation or something? She has on an outfit. She looks the fuck good, okay? She is looking snatched, face beat, and you can tell she is feeling confident. Whatever makes someone, the person over there, feel confident may not be the same thing that makes me feel confident, and that's fine, okay? But it's not for me to fucking tear them down and like at all. What what makes you feel confident as long as it's not tearing down another person, Giselle? That's for you. It's not harming anybody. Like Wendy's titties and ass being out, that is not harming anybody. She paid for them, okay? So she should show them off. These conversations surrounding, you know, you're a professor, you can't be looking. No, 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 babes. If I went to school for as long as she did, and paid as much money as I know them degrees cost. And then I got them surgeries and paid for them. I would talk about my degrees with my fucking nipples out. They would be lucky if they didn't see my fucking anus, to be honest with you. They are so ridiculous. And even for Mia to try and say, well, Michelle Obama doesn't, eh, please don't talk about Auntie Michelle. You, I don't think you know her. Okay. It's crazy to me that they're trying to put her in this box. And then especially when she kind of tries to open up, like she said about, you know, she was two months postpartum last year. She just didn't feel great. This is what she wanted to do. The conversation still didn't. Robin did try and ask a few questions. I will not take that away from Robin. She did. Giselle just kept trying to drive the point of her allegedly not having substance anymore. And her, I think Robin said the loose comment, but still, it was outrageous to me. It really was. 
All Giselle wants to do is tear people down. Even when it came to Mia last episode, because when she was telling us that she wants to know Mia's backstory and how she got there because she needs to know to tell her kids what not to do, that was disgusting. It really fucking was. That wasn't reasonably shady. That wasn't cute. That was gross. Especially for her to go into that dinner with Mia and ask her about herself, knowing that she said that comment and then try and praise her. Didn't you just tell us that you were going to tell her, tell your kids to do exactly what she didn't? Like, come on, girl. Give me a break. Giselle just be saying shit and she don't even know what the fuck she says. All right. And not only that, let me touch on something when it comes to Robin and Giselle and really this whole house situation. First and foremost, they are not staying in the same place. I understand that that house is beautiful. The cottage, because I'll call it a cottage, but we know what it was back in the day before the remodel. It's five fucking minutes car ride, five minute car ride from the house. They are staying in two different locations. Candace, the house you wanted didn't accommodate the number of guests you had. So you should have chose a different one. However, this whole estate versus cottage thing is baffling to me. It's because we are talking about a group of black women. I'm sure before they redid that house, that was probably the slave quarters. Okay. I haven't done any research on the house, but that's the energy it's giving if it's not an older house like that. And not only that, Robin and Giselle say it twice, not once, but twice. I wonder how Wendy is liking the servant quarters. Y'all really up on national TV as two black women saying that shit. It is all I could think about multiple times during this episode was last year at the reunion when the question was posed if they thought there was a colorism issue. And Robin and Giselle both just simply, no, I don't think that. Of course you don't. You're two lighter complected women. You'll never understand what, oh God. They really, they really, really need to check themselves. Like honestly, truly. Because it's at this point, it's like they don't even want to understand. Okay. Now I want to touch on Robin. Robin tells the group that she's been having trouble, you know, getting out of bed as we've seen. If I tell a group of women or just my, one of my best friends by themselves that I've been having trouble getting out of bed, my husband has been not been supportive about it. And her response is what man wants unattractive. (sighs) She's not going to be my friend anymore. The other women, when Giselle finally let them talk after she was done spewing her fucking misogynistic bullshit, offered Robin more comfort and support when she spoke about her depression than her own best friend did at that table. Like, what is it? Okay, because it's no secret to me, the Black community has a lot, a huge struggle with mental health and, you know, asking for help and things like that. And Giselle is not helping 
any of that right now. And it also broke my heart when Robin said, well, I think I need to go see, not a therapist. She And she made sure, she said, not a therapist, maybe a life coach. There's nothing wrong with either. Okay? I want Robin to have better people in her life. People who are trying to show up for her instead of block her blessings. Because I think Giselle is trying to block her blessings. That little clip we saw next week of her saying, you're fine ass, man. Girl, are you going to chase him? Do you want him? But I bet you would be jumping up and getting the kids up out of bed if Juan Dixon told you to, even though he was up already. Giselle, like, just stop it. Would it kill you to be there for anybody? Like, really, honestly, truly. It, it's rough for me in these streets with Giselle. And that there's never been smooth streets for me and her to begin with, to be honest. But they looking real rocky. Because these displays these past two weeks, gross, gross coming from her. That's all I have to say about Potomac this week, child. It's, it's too much. But all right, let's wrap up this episode. And while we are coming to the end of this episode, I think I think you know what that means, okay? If you don't, let me remind you. Have y'all rated me five stars on Apple Podcast? Have you written me a review? Y'all been on it. I cannot, I cannot lie. Y'all have been on it. I have to give you your props and I love to see it because it is the easiest way to get me out there. Tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your aunties, tell your cousins, tell them all. Listen, rate, review. If you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you download, subscribe, share, get the post notifications. Just get Zell out there, okay? Like I said, I have had so many ideas for this podcast. Um, my creative juices were flowing. And now that I got them organized, I'm about to be applying the pressure. All right. I was about to say just kidding, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I got ideas. <laughs> um, I will be doing Bachelor in Paradise coverage. I know that I just completely backed out of bachelor. And honestly, I have no regrets when it comes to that was not feeling it. But if there is one thing I love, it is bachelor in paradise. Okay. I cannot deny my love for that show. I love watching strangers trying to find love on a beach and get drunk and compete with one another. Like, have you seen love Island? Okay. I love it all. I really do. Um, but besides that, I actually also have some non-reality TV ideas that I'm going to be trying to work in here a little bit. You know, we'll see. It's about trial and error. I don't know if I'm going to succeed unless I try it. So be on the lookout for some of that. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Who Asked Me Podcast. And of course, of course, of course, rate me five stars and review me. Okay, I'll talk to you all next week. Love you. Bye.